Door guys, this is Vinny. This is Sean. Hey, you're Sean today. Yeah. <laughs> and today we have with us special guest uh, Tommy Ryman. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, this is great. Thanks for being here. We, of course. You're a hard to guess guest to get, so. Uh, right. Yep. We appreciate your uh, time and effort and making it here. No problem. <laughs> so uh, you get just Sean and I today. Uh, everybody else is. Uh, Got being busy or being little bitches or, or doing whatever else they're doing. So this is the best ones. Yeah, the door guys. So it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy with it. <laughs> I I think Andres had a few lawns to mow today. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he might have. Yeah. Last minute lawns. Yep. Last minute. Uh, he picked them up at Home Depot. Nice. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's the best place to get all the good gigs. Yeah. Nice. That's how I got the job this weekend. Nice. Yeah, Colleen just saw me there. She was like, oh, what are you doing oh. at Home Depot? <laughs> it's like looking for opening work. <laughs> I was like, oh, comedy club. We got an opening spot today, so yes. this weekend. Well, yeah, it was great. really worked out well. Does, so, Tommy, you're from uh, Minneapolis and Twin Cities, and so do they have a lot of Home Depots up there to get gigs? Or yep. you- Yeah, that's, where, that's how I got my start in comedy was at the Home Depot by my house uh, in southwest Minneapolis. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. So no, did what? you come up through Acme or? Yeah, Acme was my home club in, gotcha. in Minnesota, which is a fantastic uh, comedy club. I started in 2005 was when I did my okay. first open mic right out of, I was just graduating college. And I started checking out the uh, open mic scene. And then they, I got hired to be like a house MC a year later and then started going on the road. And then now it's history. Now it's my job, and uh, it's great. So, did you have a real job, or while you like when you graduated from college, did you have anything else you were doing, or did you just go straight into the comedy? I had been working at Barnes and Noble since I was sixteen, and I graduated college, and then I applied for like one job, job like I applied for Target Corporation mm-hmm. uh, for like a phone job, and then didn't get it. And then Barnes and Noble, they're like, "Well, we'll promote you to." like head cashier so it was like a full-time position with benefits and so I took that and then uh and then in like 2008 I transferred to a different Barnes and Noble and went to part-time so I was only working Sunday Monday Tuesdays and then I would go on the road nice I never had like that so I just worked the retail job because my boss used to work at Acme as a server so she kind of knew the schedule so my transfer interview like she was just talking about comics Stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. So it worked out really well as far as having a part-time job. And then eventually, I did Last Comic Standing in like 2014. Then I got like agents and managers, and I was still working at Barnes & Noble. And my wife was (laughs) like, she was like, you don't, you got to quit that job. And I was like, well, what if like, like I don't get booked? Because comedy, it's like you never, it's always, you're always just booking out. And like. You never know. Yeah. She's like, you always get, you'll be fine. We don't need a hundred dollars. I was like, oh, okay. So she's like. Your three days a a month are not going to make or break us. Yeah. She's like, I want to see you more. I was like, that makes sense. Cool. (laughs) I walked away from my day job in 2014 and I've never looked back. (laughs) So how did you get that last comic standing gig? I mean, did you just apply and audition? I mean, what is that part like? Because we know that. Uh, uh, Nick Allen and Richard Reese and we did a showcase here and then they went yeah. out there for they went out Nick made it past the Nick and Richard made it past the first round and then Rich, Nick actually made it on TV right but he didn't make it any further than that yeah because Nick was the season after I I was season eight and okay. that's when Wanda Sykes took over as producer gotcha uh, and uh, they they flew us out because normally all the other times I'd ad- auditioned for or last comic standing, like the very first time I did it was in like 2006, and that's when I like stood in the line mm. that they used to have at the clubs, and yep. and like I, I had the most awkward audition in front of like Ant and Alonzo, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I did get on like that TV for like it was like uh, not like for the it was like a weird like they put you in this box and you like said something so uh-huh. there's a weird like a confessional type thing yeah, like yeah, on a re- yeah. reality tv and it's just me being like oh that was awkward uh, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> can we find so, that video somewhere like I, if we scour I youtube i just found it on vhs oh like my mom had taped it on vhs 
So I'm trying to figure out how to get it up just to like, I could just record it with my phone from the TV yeah. to do, but I know there's a way to digitally. Well, if you take it, it to, you know, like Costco or Walgreens or shit like that, they, yeah. they'll take VHS and convert them over yep. to digital. So Yeah. So I might do that. Uh, and then, then the next time I auditioned for the show, Louis Anderson helped me get a audition spot. No. Okay. No, there was another time I auditioned. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what season that was. But I had an audition at, at Acme, so I got to walk past the line and walk in. Nice. People didn't know that there was, I mean, I'm sure people know now, or you t- talked about but there was people right. that would have audition spots, and then they had the line to make it look like, oh, yeah, all these people are we're just get, walking in off the street. Yeah, like, well, Doug, then anybody in yeah, here. Doug Benson didn't just walk off the street. <laughs> <laughs> but, really? So, That's weird. Yeah, and then that one, it went pretty well, but I followed Pete Lee in my audition, and they were like, so I could hear him in the room, like, oh, they're loving it, and then I came on there, it's like, oh, oh, well, maybe not this time. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Son of a Pete. Yeah, and then... <laughs> The following, then the next time, Louis Anderson got me an audition for when it was, I, I went to New York for the very first time, got there, and I was like the third or fourth in line, like at the audition spot, uh-huh. so they, they bring you in, and you're, they're bringing you through, I was like the first, fourth person to go, They pa- and I could hear, you could hear what's happening, they passed the first person, they passed the second person, they passed the third person, oh, shit. I was pressure's like, building, I was like, they, there's no way they're gonna, like, do, like, it's like, like yeah. psychologically, and that was uh, the judges were Andy Kindler, Natasha Legero, and uh, Geraldo, Greg Geraldo. Okay. So, and I had worked with Kindler a bunch, so I went in, and it's it's just the three of them, so it's always weird any of those auditions. And then uh, I d- I had the weirdest bit, like I it's so hard to build a set or decide what you want to do because you're doing like three minutes, you're trying to show yourself, right? Like, you overthink everything. And I did fine, but like I could tell Natasha wasn't even paying attention. Like Greg was like <laughs> smiling, like really nice. And Kindler like knew me. And then Natasha was the first to be like, no, I don't think so. Uh-oh. And then Geraldo was like, yeah, I just don't, not, you're not ready yet or whatever. And Kindler was like, yeah, well, yeah, the two, like he, and I was like, dude, I worked with you. Come on, stand up for me. <laughs> At like, least I'm say no, yes. Give yes. me one yes, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, well, it's just, uh, you know, those two. So, so I didn't get past, but then I, I left there and, uh, that was my first time in New York, so I, like my buddy Joe picked me up and just toured around New York, which was fun. And then the final time that <laughs> I got on, uh, there's a comic, Andy Smith. Oh, yeah, I love Andy. She, yeah, she hasn't she, been through here for a long time. Yeah, and she re- talked to Wanda and gave my name to Wanda, uh-huh. and so the producers got a hold of me. And I was so used to flying out, putting myself up to do these auditions, so they call and they go, yeah, we'd like you to, to come out to California and... and uh, We'll, we'll have the audition because I was living in Minnesota at the time and I was like awesome and then so I got off and they t- and I was like I gotta book a flight to California and then and then I got after I booked the flight I got an email like two days later like all right well here's your uh, we gotta figure out your travel and I was like oh I already I, bu- I bought it they're like oh no no we like we'll fly out and I was like oh but but I bought like so then they just like <laughs> refunded they're like no idiot like we fly you out like, and this was done we got before. this yeah and that wasn't even like televised. They were literally just flying out comics to um, to audition because they were they they were going to start with a hundred comics was uh-huh. like the the thing, and so they then they flew out and that was at the John Lovitz Club, so they they paid me back for my ticket, but a taxi picked you up. You got to stay in the Universal hotels. It was super rad. Nice. Yeah, I think like Dave Lando was there. Like it was like comedy summer camp. Like it was wow. just like a bunch of people that you are. Don't usually see because you're all on the road, right? Like, all together at the hotel. You all get together, hang out, and talk yeah. and and bullshit. And yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, so that was just super black. I was like free vacation to L.A. <laughs> and then had the you been room, to L.A. before that? Yeah, I had been okay. to L.A. a few times, so I kind of knew my way around. I was more comfortable. Also, this time I w- I had auditioned for Last Comic so many times. I was like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like when you just lose, I was like, whatever. Yeah, you're like, like I've just, done this so many times. Yeah, I haven't gotten I've, it. it I, yeah, I'm, I'm just it, here. It does. I'll do it again. And then uh, the producers were all in there. It's so weird. They have like your headshot, and notebooks, and they're all. And then you just do your three minutes, and then uh, they kind of reacted. I think. I mean, I can't even remember that. But then yeah. I got the call that they're like, "Yep, you're gonna do the show." And I was like, "Nice." So <laughs> then. Like a month later, they fly you back, and then I, I got I got it to the semifinals, so I made it. That first round was awesome, mm-hmm. and then the second round is the semifinals. So it was they had moved, like they were gonna go down to the top ten, I guess, or right. the finals, and then that's when I didn't make it. Oh. So, but uh, but both the sets were fun, 
and it was such a good experience and like every they they were they were that's when they were like we don't want the show to be weird like we just want to showcase you guys so like i got great tape out of it and that's how i got awesome was able to so thanks to last comic standing and now it's gone but (laughs) there's always some version of it that's coming like now now it's like show me the funny was the last kind of foxworthy and then they're bringing like improv people and then a lot of comics are doing america's got talent yeah i know there's a couple comics that are in this season and there's been several in the last couple of seasons so yeah the first, the first time I auditioned for that show, oh, that was America's like America's Got Talent. Yeah, America's Got Talent. I oh, got, really? They were in Minneapolis. This was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, some producer was like, "Can can you stop down to audition for the like?" They reached out to some Minneapolis comics. I was like, "Okay," and I got <laughs> to the room. Do you know Cy Amundsen? Comic out of uh-uh. super funny. He's he's on a podcast with Chad Daniels. I'm sure you know. Oh, okay, Chad. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Chad. Uh, yeah, but they yeah. So Cy was gonna be there. I got there first. And America's Got Talent, it's weird because it's just all, it's not just, I mean, it was right, everything. All kinds of so I got acts. in a room and there's people doing like backflips over here. And then there was just like the largest pile of unicycles I'd ever seen. <laughs> and I, I called Sai. I was like, you got to get here, man. I've never seen this many unicycles. And he's like, are you working on your set? I was like, no, man, I'm looking at these unicycles. <laughs> I'm mesmerized like, by yeah, this pile. I'm just bummed I don't have any props. Like, <laughs> You should have grabbed one and used that as a prop. Yeah. <laughs> but and then that one was another. There's like two producers. You go in this big room, and, and I probably bombed in front of them too because I never heard back. But, <laughs> so I'm really good at this TV auditioning. Yeah, stuff. yeah. You, lots of experience. Yeah. Not not uh, maybe not the successful way, but you've got the yeah. experience. But my first TV credit. Sorry to keep talking. No, uh, you're here to talk. That's what <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> was uh, was Nick Mom Night Out? Did you ever hear about that? Yeah, so we, that we did a filming for that here, and that's you? actually how we got introduced to the club to Heather Jones. Oh, no way. I think you oh, know Heather. He, yep, I know Heather. Yeah, and so Heather, apparently that was her, when we did the auditioning thing here, she was part of that group for the Omaha for that Nick's mom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I did a showcase for that, and I was like, why? I'm not a mom <laughs> or a dad. That was going to be my question. But they're like, but you got a mom, and you talk about your mom. Like, that's what the manager at Acme was. He's like, so you should showcase. And I, th- I can't remember who the producer was. I think Brian Baldinger. Uh, and so I was, I got the call that I was going to do it. Yeah. And at first I was going to Chicago, and then they go, oh, we, there's too many people in Chicago. Can we, we'll fly you to Florida oh. to tape it. And I was like, rad. Yeah. So they taped it in, or- in Orlando. And I can't remember who else was on. Uh, uh, there was a guy, one of those Colorado guys that was in the TV show with uh, Rory Scovel, Andrew, I'm forgetting his last name. He was there. And then uh, Caroline Ray was the host. Oh. So Kostaki Kamenopoulos was also there. Yeah. Unrelated. I'm sure he didn't get it because they, they were dating at the time. But Right, right. And so so he was, didn't get that on his own merit? I'm sure he did. That <laughs> came out. Oh, man. This podcast is, no. But it was just funny that they were there at the, the same time. Uh, and then, uh, so, but they flew out and when I got there, I had my set and I used to do a, a closer where I would sing Carmina Burana and eat a burrito. <laughs> like that. I was like, cause classical music makes everything epic. Do you remember? I don't know if I ever I did don't it here. I think I've seen that it closer. Was like, <laughs> and I just like make, like do the microwave sound. Yeah. Uh, Brian Callen uses that in his set every once in a while and does this like the crazy, Carmina. like. Riding oh, nice. a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, so mine was just making a burrito, uh, and then, uh, then my, and then I'd say like my roommate came in and he was like, "Why aren't you wearing pants?" So like that was, was some <laughs> dumb closer. But they, so that was what I had set to close, and and this one you had to like write out a transcript of like what you're gonna do because they have to send it to standards and practices. That's what you do all for all your lawyer sets. crap. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they come to me the day of the taping and they go, "Oh, we don't, we didn't realize." That's not in the public domain, that because that song isn't that old or whatever. So uh-huh. like we don't, and they're like we can't afford that, right, that, or whatever. And I was like, whatever, Nickelodeon, you got, <laughs> like get you that have Rugrats money. money out. Yeah, you have money. Buy that song. <laughs> get it for me. But so they go, so they go. Do you have any other closer? And I was like, I mean, I guess I could do this, but like la- last minute. And then they're like, well, okay, we'll do both. And I was like, both. Both. <laughs> so I was like, I need the song. Yeah. So, but I, and then so, so I did the. Uh, and it wasn't even the song, because I sang the song, so I was like, well, oh. what if I just sing it differently or say classical? Like, I yeah. could have changed that, that too. Changed the tune a little bit. But but they were so cautious. So That's then I crazy. did an extra closer, and it was just awkward, and then I was just edited. I was just never in the show. They just edited <laughs> me completely out. 
Well, so that's what I learned about that because I, I was so, that was my first TV credit, and I went to my dentist, and I see my dentist every six months. Uh-huh. So the first time I went and saw her, I was like, oh, I'm about to go do this taping. And she's like, that's great. Yeah. And then the next six months, I had done the taping. She was like, how did it go? She was, I was like, it's great. I don't know when it's going to air, but it's, it's going to come. And then I came back six months later. And she's like, "Where did I never saw it?" Because she was the one that had the weird cable package too. Nobody had gotcha. that cable package because it was like a thousand dollars. Yeah, to get the Nick Mom night out back then package. But and then I was like, I got it edited out. So it was like a weird. I just <laughs> had to finally confront my dentist. Was oh. like so sad. Oh jeez. After a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, Austin Anderson has a similar story, and I won't give it all away. But basically, he was told he was practicing for. Uh, uh, America's Got Talent, one with Howie Mandel on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he was practicing his set or he's doing his rehearsal or whatever. And Howie's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And then Austin goes up there and does the set. And Howie's like, I don't know if that was the right set. No. Yeah. And way. he's like, you told me to do. I mean, he didn't say that on TV, of yeah. course. But so then he like ripped off his shirt and he's like, ah, oh, like on TV in Whoa. front of Howie. And he's just at that point, he was just that, like, fuck that, it. That was live. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was live. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, where they're telling you, oh, yeah, changing it up and doing that. And then it completely backfires. backfires. Yeah. And it's like, well, I was listening to what you told me to do. Yeah. And then you edit me out. What yeah, the yeah. shit? They're like, oh, that was just easier to <laughs> fix, like editing the thing. But oh, then, and then like, and we realize you're not a mom. Like, yeah, I told you that in the beginning. <laughs> I'm not a mom. Because <laughs> you don't get paid to do that stuff, right? I mean. Yeah, you. I still got paid. Oh, did you? Because you get like a day rate. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. For last comic standing, I got America's Got Talent. You do not get paid for, which is which is pretty harsh, I think. Yeah, because I don't think they're making money. I'm not positive. I've <laughs> seen like ads. I'm pretty uh, sure they, they've been around for a bit. Yeah, even so, if you're on the show or nope. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. I don't know how they do that because normally if you make any TV or appearance, so I don't know if it's the time or why. Because I was like, aren't they? Get, don't you have to give like the day rate? But because uh, I've never done it, but I have had couple friends that are like yeah, yeah. No, it's not and they don't get not nothing paid. that's so, crazy yeah but like last comic was really good because they uh you get paid per episode and then you get like residual like i made a good chunk of cash just for being on like i was i, I ended up being on like six episodes of last uh-huh. comic standing because i was on like the two or three main ones but then they did like a bonus episode where they like cut up like uh-huh. they were like the greatest hits or blah blah and right showed some other material so that was pretty nice. Do you still get residuals from that? No, not anymore. It's but did you for a while after? Like, yeah. did they kind of trickle yeah. in where you got like checks for like three cents and ten cents? Yeah, and, and stuff it slowly like that. went down. But yeah, now I haven't seen it. But maybe it's because I changed my address. I should go <laughs> check. You probably got a whole stack of mail yeah, waiting for you. With, I, I, with I, I did see checks. you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was gonna say with small checks. Uh-huh. I d- I did see you move during the pandemic. Yeah, we move we moved back from L.A. to Minnesota. Because we fled, fled California. We were planning on <laughs> on moving, but it was a great Hollywood excuse now. Because everybody would be like, "Oh, did you fail LA?" Like, no, man, we left. We, it was dangerous there. We it's had getting to get crazy out of there. in there, <laughs> so, especially when but, they started locking stuff down. Yeah, so it was exciting to flee. <laughs> I'd never fled no, anywhere I, before. I was just gonna ask that. Have you? Is this your first flee? This is yeah. This is the first time. Nobody told me how to flee, so I we just I just packed really fast because I didn't know. And then I <laughs> I thought there'd be more explosions too on the drive, but it was pretty. It was just like driving cross country, oh, which so was nice. It was a little anticlimactic. A little bit, yeah. But, but it's still fun to flee, I'm sure. Yeah, and there there was just a lot of hand sanitizer and no toilet paper at, like, any gas stations. All that was, like, locked down. <laughs> oh, really? Weird. Yeah, you had to, like, bring – we had to bring our own toilet paper for when we went to gas stations. Cause That's somebody, crazy. Because people were stealing the toilet paper out of gas stations. So they were, like, oh. like it's just not there. And I was, like, what? And they're just not going to put more in because it's just going to get yeah. stolen. So I just bought, like, wheat thins. Just, <laughs> uh, Sorry. Okay, I'll take whatever you got, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, what? We, we ran out of toilet paper during. No, yeah, you did? Yeah. Did you? Oh, no. Thankfully, my parents went and got, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff from Costco before the pandemic hit. See, there. so, yeah. you, so you did have a supplier, at least. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You had a backup plan. Yes. Because when we got to Minnesota, where you stayed, my in-laws have a place in Michigan, so they were at their, like, cottage, and we stayed at their townhouse, and then they had, like, they were, like, Costco shoppers, so we had just uh, lots of supplies of that. 
yeah. which was I'm, good. We're Costco shoppers too. So, cause when, when they started locking shit down, we were out in Denver on, on uh, spring break vacation for the kids. And that was when like, like we had planned to go to two NHL games and we went to one on Wednesday and then on Thursday, the NHL shut down. Wow. So we didn't get to go to the Friday game. And so then on Friday we were trying to find stuff to do. And like, we would get to this place, like we were going to take a tour of the Pepsi center and that was closed. And we were, we tried to go to some other thing and that was closed. And then we went to uh, the Hammond's candy store out there and cause it said that they did free tours. And so we we're waiting around and they're like, uh, cause we didn't, nobody knew what it was. And so like, all right, well, we're still doing tours, so you can wait over here. Uh-huh. And then some other people came in, and then we found out that after our tour, that was the last tour that they did. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they were like, <laughs> we're shutting down the tours. We're not letting other people in. And, and it was because nobody knew what it meant at that time. Yeah, but, that was such a weird time. And you, but Yeah, it was. And then when we were driving back, and then we got a call from uh, one of my uh, daughter's friend's mom, and, and she's like, where are you guys at? We're like, we're in Colorado. She's like, okay, well, they're like all the store shelves are bare. And so we didn't know what we were getting coming back to. We're like, are we coming back to the walking dead? Yeah. We're going to, everything is <laughs> gone. And we're like, we've been gone for a week. We don't know what we have. Like we knew we had toilet paper. Cause again, Costco shoppers. So I had, you know, tons yeah. of it sitting there in the, in the, in the laundry room, but we stopped. So we're like, I guess we better stop and get some groceries. So we stopped in Ogallala on the way back and we went to a Walmart and we're, getting a bunch of like soap and, and frozen pizzas and mm-hmm. canned foods and stuff like, cause we're like, we don't know what the shelves look like. Yeah. yeah. And, and we live by three grocery stores. There's a target, there's a Walmart neighborhood market and there's a baker's and we're like, they can't all be out of stuff. Can they? But we're like, ah, fuck it. We'll just get a bunch of stuff. And, and, uh, the cashier's ringing us up and she goes, so is it really that bad back there in Omaha? And we're like, we don't know. We only have the stories. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we came back and you know, had the stuff that we brought back. I think we still got like some canned soups or some shit that we bought from that time where we were like, Oh yeah, we didn't need all this stuff. Yeah. Everybody just overbought. Yeah. Which is funny. Panic bought. (laughs) I I did Instacart during uh, the pandemic and what's that? uh, It's basically people uh, have a web app and they order groceries and you go out and shop for them and drop it off at their house. Mm. And I would say 90% of the time I would take on an order and I couldn't get, you know, maybe three quarters of what, oh, wow. what they ordered because really? everything was out. Hmm. So you'd have to like say, oh, I can't get you toilet paper, but I can get you Kleenex. Or, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, Try to get a replacement. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you were the actual shopper and driver. Oh, I did not know that. Out of toilet paper, but there is a rope on a stick or a (laughs) towel on a stick. (laughs) They have washcloths. Yeah. (laughs) I can get you a whole stack of those. (laughs) Just just like reusable diapers. Nice. But there's no service that'll go wash your shitty rag. (laughs) Nope. Just your diaper. You got to poop in it. (laughs) You have to, a baby has to poop in your rag. So I wonder... I wonder if there was like a shortage on like depends and like adult diapers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, cause I mean, everybody's running out of toilet paper. You never hear about that. Yeah. I don't know. I know, uh, some of the diapers were, I'm sure like baby infant ones. There was one yeah. like a, for a drive or something, what, what they were looking for. And they were like, they didn't want like adult size diapers. They needed like newborn diapers, I guess, or mm-hmm. something that goes really fast. But there's a local radio station that does that every year. They do a driper, diaper drive, and they fill up a semi-truck and uh, stack it with a bunch of diapers to give to people that, you know, can't afford diapers. But yeah. I don't know how that uh, how diapers were affected in the pandemic. I did not have kids in diapers during it, thank God. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. And I don't use diapers. And <laughs> so none of, and none of the dogs use diapers. So. Well, that's good. If any callers are listening, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us know what happened to your diaper needs in the pandemic. <laughs> so speaking of your dogs, you did recently get an, uh, I guess you'd say it was still in the pandemic. You got a new puppy. Yeah, we got a new puppy. We rescued a cat during the pandemic and we got a third dog, a Great Dane. So it's been fun. We live in like a house. Now. It was funny because we went from in LA, we were living in a two bed apartment and then we bought a five bedroom house uh-huh. with a yard. Like it's the best house for to have like animals. Like nice. She was so easy to potty train the Great Dane because you can just let her right outside the fenced in backyard. Mm-hmm. So it's super rad. But yeah, the Great Dane is 
is big. She's 70 some pounds now and she's Jeez. like five months old. So. so you haven't had her that long. No, but she's still the runt because we looked up one of her brothers, her litter mates, and he was, he was already 10 pounds heavier than her. Like he was in 80 pounds. Like, so Jeez. he was, so she's the smaller of the great Danes, but she's still huge. Oh yeah. Which so is awesome. What is it like having a dog bigger than you? <laughs> she's not bigger than me yet. Like I can still, I'm sure she will be. Uh, but yeah, it's slightly terrifying, but they're so like gentle and sweet that it's like when she was like puppy, when she'd like, nah, like that was a little rough. Cause she'd like, <laughs> like take my whole arm in her hand and I was like, dude, you can't like, I'm not the chew yeah. toy, but now she, she's like behaving better. And then I can get, I can get pretty stern when I need to shout. <laughs> the dog will pay attention if I yell at her. I, 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 <laughs> I want to see Tommy's tummy being stern. Yeah, I'm like, I stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I pictured it would be. <laughs> oh, don't. What are you doing? <laughs> but, yeah. And, but she has like, uh, she's not like a, gra- like, it's a big dog. So when dogs like growl or, or like, oh, like, right. She just sounds scared. Cause like, her and the other dogs do this thing like bitey face. Like I don't know if you ever see dogs play. They're like, ah, they just rub their mouths together like yeah. weirdos. Yeah, collect their teeth together. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes it, she was playing, but it just sounded scared. Like my mom, <laughs> she was at my mom's house with her dog, and she was like, Minnie was like, and I was like, what? Ha-? I was like, is he bleeding? She's like, I don't think so. But like, it just looked more intimidating than right it was because they're just playing. But it looked yeah. like she was just scared. being a puppy doing puppy things. Yeah, so. Because your other dogs, they're small. Yeah, Olive is a Boston Terrier, and she was like the runt runt. Like, she looked like a hamster when we bought her. <laughs> and she's like 12 pounds, and then Harvey's like 26 pounds, and then Minnie's now like 70. huge one. Yeah, but when we got Minnie, she was just a little smaller than Harvey, maybe, mm-hmm. at 26 pounds. She was like 20 pounds. Wow. And so he was like, oh, what is this? And like totally like dominating her, like just like, you know, playing, but like, Pushing her, down. pushing her down and i was like dude enjoy this for two weeks like, <laughs> and now he's just like bang like it's pretty fun to watch he's like what happened i'm like i don't know man <laughs> you shouldn't have done that shit back then <laughs> yeah she remembers <laughs> we tell that to my kids too because my my daughter is bigger than my son oh but yeah. we're like you know because he's <laughs> seven and she just turned 12 and we're like you better enjoy pushing around now because he's gonna be bigger than you and yeah, yeah. you're gonna regret this so oh. you should probably be nicer to him that's how, that was my that was my sister. My sister was three years older than me, and like I always like we were pretty good friends. But like she would like tease, mm-hmm. and like she was bigger than me, and so that's how I learned to use like my words probably as well, oh. like my sarcasm and meanness. But didn't but, that get you? In, didn't that get you hit more or get you leaned on more when you use the sarcasm? Sometimes, sometimes. but then <laughs> he, but it, it switched pretty quick because my sister's literally like five feet tall so <laughs> I, finally, I, I grew past her pretty quick <laughs> nice so were you worried about uh like i'm sure that the like olive could probably fit in minnie's mouth yeah yeah i mean were you ever when they were playing like worried she was just gonna like disappear and right just, g- just get mouth. eaten by the dog yeah <laughs> not really just because we know I knew Olive and Harvey have been so socialized with other dogs that gotcha. they all know how to play. She was a puppy, and so they she thinks Olive is her mom. Like <laughs> it's, it's really sweet. <laughs> That's like, awesome how they interact. And then and Great Danes normally just have a really good temperament. Mm-hmm. Like she's like the Boston's have more energy than her normally. She's still a puppy, but like once she's adult, like Great Danes need like a walk for fifteen minutes, and then they'll just sleep the rest of the day, and they're like lap dogs, <laughs> and they're so, done. Yeah. So everybody's just like, why would you get that? It sounds like so much work. I'm like, the two Bostons are way more work than the giant. <laughs> it's just picking up her poop is the most work. You got to oh. double bag it. They're the, the most massive poops I've ever. It's like I'm sure. a homeless guy lives in our backyard. Sometime. It's only going like, to get bigger. I know. It's <laughs> crazy. And she eats eight cups of food a day. Wow. Like, yeah. They eat like, so that's why I need to. Uh, make I need to sell a lot of CDs this week. <laughs> Is that why you're yeah. out on the road? Yeah, yeah I just <laughs> literally p- go straight to dog food. There you go. You can start calling it the dog food tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't get any of this. This all goes <laughs> like to this all goes to Purina. <laughs> you, you're definitely a Costco member to mm-hmm. get that get that uh, food in bulk because yeah, you buy one of those little bags of food and it's gone in a day. 
What do you like to get at Costco? I'll tell you my favorite thing. What's your favorite thing? <sighs> my favorite thing. Um, man, I like uh, the deal. I mean, you know, you hear from everybody is, you know, their rotisserie chicken. Yeah, I mean, that's you, nuts. You, you can't beat that. I mean, $5 for a three-pound chicken that tastes good. The the street tacos are fantastic. Oh, street yep. tacos are pretty good. Yeah, the the sauce that comes with it that uh, that one's pretty tasty. But yeah, the, the chicken is pretty much a, a go to. Um, they also have a good. Um, uh, it's like a in a little black container. It's a smoked pork. Oh, nice! Like they smoke it and then they pull it and stuff like that. And oh, uh, that sounds so good. That's that's I. Those are usually the two things that we. If I'm walking by, I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab one of these. It's yep. not on my list, but it is now. What's up, Brian? Brian's here. Have you gotten the pizza? Uh, not the pizza. Like you make the pizza, so it <laughs> comes with it comes with a pizza. Uh, just the dough, like it's already pre cooked dough, uh-huh. and then it comes with a marinara thing, and you get four packets it's like 10 it literally like then you get your own cheese and toppings like you so you kind of making your own pizza but it's pretty much just like that's that's what i get that's the best deal because it's like 10 bucks for for four pizzas yeah so your pizza you get like a fresh pizza for three dollars each is it like i've got that before too crust yep that's exactly what it is okay that's what i like that's a good one too yeah the the yeah we also like their uh we'll do their uh uh the pizza from their uh, food court. Oh, nice. We do that a lot, like for parties, like birthday parties, 4th of July. Yeah. And we'll say, because it's 10 bucks for this huge ass pizza. And if you tell them to do it in party cut, then they'll cut it into the squares. Yep. And which is great for kids because, you know, they take a whole slice of pizza and waste three quarters of it. Exactly. So here they can just grab a little bite and move on. When my dad was w- with my sister and I, when he, we took us out to eat. He just learned that he wouldn't even order because <laughs> he was like, they're not going to finish. And then he would just finish each of our meals. So yep. I was like, that's pretty smart. He's like, yeah, it took me too long to learn that. <laughs> and then I finally, he was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I do that too, but I just eat theirs on top of mine. That's why I'm a. Uh, right. Well, that's good though. <laughs> so I need to lose weight now. <laughs> like, well, you we can't let that half a sandwich go to waste. <laughs> no. Or I'll bring it home and I'll eat it for lunch the next day. That's smart. I've done that before. <coughs> Excuse me. That's all right. Uh, so, yeah. So, you're out here this week with us, uh, with Kevin Nealon. Yeah, which is awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin's such a nice guy. Oh, yeah. Have the, you worked with him before? I had never worked with him. And I I know so many people who know him, but had we never crossed paths in, in L.A. either. So, it, I, I was so excited to get to do this weekend and when i met him yesterday he was just the nicest guy so nice and like his set is so fun to watch like it's he's just like a really good he's like my style of what i love in a comic which uh-huh. is like storytelling dry circuit like it was just like thinking there's a lot of a yeah, yeah. lot of a lot of thoughtful humor in there where yeah you, if, if you're not paying attention you miss that joke yeah yeah but it's just it's what i like so it's been a Real pleasure, yeah. and it's a good it's a good show. It's it, with you and him. You guys are you know similar comics, so it's a good show that flows together. It's not yeah know, completely opposite set, you know. But I get pretty wild because I added that act out in my set. I don't know if you've seen it, the rumba joke. Oh yeah, uh, yes. Where I walk yes. from one side of the stage, very to the animated. Other. It's the biggest act out I've ever done. In my... <laughs> that's a that's a great bit too. Yeah, <laughs> but I know. And I know that's why, like, I work with Rob Little a lot. Like, I used to open for him. Yeah. But people like that because we, him and I were different. Mm-hmm. Like, because he he was so wild and all over, and then I'd be more. Yeah. S- simple. So, it's now, but now I'm getting crazy with these <laughs> act outs. Changing the brand. Yep. <laughs> the only other one I ever did, I used to get up on the stool because I used to do this credit card swiper joke uh-huh. about like, do I do it now? Do I swipe it now? Do I do it now? Do uh, you know, like retail. Yep. People. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one time I got up. This was at Acme, and I think I'd been hosting for like a year or something. I got up on the stool and like that, it did my thing, and then there was kind of a pause, and just out of the crowd, a woman goes, "Why don't you go back to comedy school?" Oh, <laughs> it was like oh, like sick burn. Yeah, and then I didn't know how to handle like heckler. Like I just like 
like I did like the Costanza thing where I'm like driving in the car later, like, oh, I could have said this and this uh-huh. and this. Like, why don't you go back to bitch school? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> like so, so many, many good things. Yeah. But all I did was just awkwardly crawl off the stool and was like, oh, so. Like, it was <laughs> like she just destroyed me. Oh, that was rough. Do you yeah. get a lot of hecklers? Rarely. Like, uh, I've had, like, th- that was one of the worst ones. The other worst one was I got, uh, I got sent out from Lewis. Uh, he actually recommended me to do to feature at this other, like, kind of bar place. Uh-huh. And I, I had only been hosting, so, like, featuring, you're doing, like, double the time, and I right. probably didn't have 30 minutes. And I was working with this comic, Matt Fugate. He was the headliner. He's been here before. Yeah. I remember that name. He's been around. He's great. But I got, uh, so I went there, and there was, like, four drunk guys, like, kind of towards the back that would just, like, finish every punchline and just like go out and I just didn't know how to shut them down I was like okay okay (laughs) (laughs) and then I was like I was like repeating jokes like I just like melted down Mm. and then the best part though was watching then they brought Fugate up uh, and then he just like destroyed those guys there was also there was a hundred year old lady in the front row (laughs) which was really like just like Like so old i was like she's gonna die like like, and then the sound person was like behind you it was such a weird setup so it just threw me off and then he like addressed everything and just ended up just crushing and so fast so that's when i was like oh that's how you do oh that's what i should have done yeah but a lot of times for my shows if there's hecklers like i'll just I try to ignore them, especially uh-huh. if I'm featuring for somebody. I don't want to engage or get people going, and then the headliner come up, and it's, I've made it worse. Right. So I try to ignore it. If it's real bad, I'll address it. Like, headlining, I'll I'll talk to people and be like, no, nah, we're not doing this, or make fun of them. But, right. But usually you just get drunk, random people, and oh, yeah. I'll address it. But I have I, – it's rare that I've had to kick people out of my shows, like – I'm just that good that they're just like, they're, they're just, they're attentive yeah. or I'm that bad that they've just fallen asleep. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but it's dark. You don't care. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like, matter. Were you going to say uh, something, Sean? I, I was just going to say, I doubt they fell asleep. Man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you said to do when you're headlining. So do you do a lot of that? The headlining, like split headlining, like feature and then headline, or do you yeah. go out on your own? I know I've heard you talking uh, about, going out and doing things but yeah. i didn't know if you were headlining or mostly i headline to be okay. honest like this is the only like i love this club so much and and colleen will book me with such like good people like right. i have no like i love feature i'll feature here forever or whatever yeah but, but yeah most clubs i'm headlining now like acme i'm headlining i'm doing my album recording in november for my oh, third album awesome congratulations yeah and then i do a lot of performance art centers through my one agent so mm-hmm. i'll go out to these small towns that have little theaters of like 300 up to 500 people and what's nice about those is they'll have subscribers so like they have that they're like last week we saw a little shop of horrors and then <laughs> like they're like this time then now, now there's a comedian because i work clean so they'll right. come but then i bring some of my fans so i can do pretty well and that's what I've been th- trying to do. Like I have a showcase in November of a whole bunch of those performance art centers in North Carolina that'll be all along the East Coast. So oh. I'm just trying to book those. But but yeah, I do, and I do like private, like uh, corporate, corporate stuff gigs. a lot just because yeah. I'm clean. And then I do uh, colleges as well. So I kind of I kind of do try to do a variety. Like mm-hmm. I'll do colleges in the spring and fall, and then I try to do a run of clubs when I'm trying to write a lot of stuff because then you're doing like five, six shows in a row sometimes. But so. Hmm. That's cool. I didn't know that you did all of those things. I mean, because, you know, when you come here, we, like you said, we see you feature all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, when you bring see a feature and they come back at the feature a lot, you just think, oh, that's what they do. They're, a fe- they're at that feature level. You, yeah, yeah. You don't know that they're to that headlining and doing, you know, I mean, theater tours and, you know, three, 500 people. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. a big deal. So, but it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. The clubs, it's harder for me because I just don't have, as I have like a dry bar special. Like I just don't, I don't know if it's credits or, or I don't hustle enough, but because right. I kind of just go where people ask me to go. Like mm-hmm. it's rare that I'll be pushy or I'll be like, I want to headline the club. Well, just headline me. Like it's yeah. not, I'm not about that. I don't want a feature. I want a headline. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if I, and she's offered me weeks and I've been booked or. <laughs> I can't do it. But oh, really? So you've been offered headlining spots here before? No, no, no. Oh. I offered like featured. Like oh, I, I've got gotcha. it, financially. Sometimes I'm just like I can't take it. It's not worth it. Right. But. Do you do any cruise ships like Rob's doing? 
I am not. I uh, I did one cruise ship. Uh, <laughs> Just one, huh? Yeah, it was a Nor- Norwegian. And it was funny. That one's fun because it's like a comedy club. So they had a host. Uh, and then they technically we were both headlining, me and Rodney Laney. Uh, you, so you switch who goes first each night. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you do a theater. And that one you had to be clean. And you had to do like separate sets or whatever. But And the there was two cruise directors. And one loved me. She was like the sweetest. She was like, that was great. You're so funny. Like went to my first show. Did great. So all the shows were fine, but then they go, oh, we're doing this uh, dance contest, and uh, she goes, normally you don't, like, she's like, we have the comics judge. You don't have to do it, but, like, everybody's done it. So it was like, oh, I don't have to do it, but I do have to do it. Like, And so we did the, uh, so you judge this dance contest. It was me and the other comic, and he had done tons of cruises, done tons of this all the time. And it's, it's more of improv because you're, like, just, like, you're judging them and then saying funny things. Mm-hmm. And my go-to is always sarcasm. I'm like, ugh, like, that's just, like, my style, which isn't, like, cr- and then Rodney was just, like, cr- crushing. And then the this other cruise director was doing that, this guy, Tyler or something. And then they also had me do, they do, oh, they want to do a question and answer session uh. and I was like oh, okay I'll do that and that was like there was a girl that was in one of the musicals on the cruise ship and blah blah and then I was the comedian <laughs> and there somebody was like oh and I, I didn't realize a lot of these people some of those performers that's like their dream is to get on these on cruise, that cruise like, ship that's, that's like they did it and so when they were asking me like oh what 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 got brought you to the cruise ship? How'd you get this? And I was like, oh, my agent offered it to me and I took it and I guess like, <laughs> and I was like making all these fake, like, and they're like, oh, what do you want to do in the future? I was like, oh, I'd like to write a movie about being on this cruise ship. I think Matt Damon, like I was just <laughs> like, and then, uh, so my review comes in and then the, I kept talking to the one cruise director that liked me. She's like, you were so fun. Like, I hope we come back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I get this review and my agent came back and he's like, yeah, uh, they don't, want you back uh the guy like tyler the cruise director he's like they sensed a lot of sarcasm and i was like that's funny like yeah, sarcasm that's, that's funny. me that's funny yeah yeah but this guy just didn't like me and then i found out that that guy went to college with my wife she went to two years in chicago like Brad, oh. she was like she was like i know that guy he's a jerk like he and i was like <laughs> tyler you, uh, you son of a bitch but, but they're tough man because they want to book you like two weeks in a row like i'm married i got like i don't want to leave my Megan wants to have kids. Like, I don't, it's, right. it's not my kind of schedule that I want to do. Like, so the way Rob does it, man, That's when crazy. he was hitting the cruises hard, like, he's just gone. Like, yeah. and even now he's about to do one where he'll be gone for a month. They even wanted him to do like a six month contract at first and uh-huh. he turned that down. But I, I don't know. I'm pretty picky. Like, I love like this weekend's just Friday, Saturday. So I left, got here, left on Friday, got here Friday. I'm gone today, but I'll be home tomorrow. Like, that's like, that's yeah. like ideal for me is in and out or. And you get to work with Kevin Nealon. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's pretty like getting spoiled. Yeah. But, but it's tough. The further older you get, like trying to deal with like family and touring is tough. Yeah. Cause if, when we have kids, I want to watch my kids grow up and then, but I need to also buy food for them to eat. So. Yeah. We've seen s- several comics that, you know, we used to see through here you know, quite a bit, you know, once a year features, we'd see them a couple of times a year and then they had, you know, families and then we don't see them very much or yeah. we don't see them at all. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I totally, we totally get that. I mean, it sucks cause you know, they're funny and we make friends with you guys and you know, we love it when you come back, but uh, yeah. you know, family first and, but there, know. I look like there's some comics that are, you can like, that are really good. Like Eddie Gosling. I don't yeah. know if you ever remember him. Oh, like, I remember Eddie. Like, yeah. Love but, it. And he also got a writing job for Tosh, so he didn't even have to tour anymore. But he yeah. was so good with his, like, kids. Chad Daniels has always been awesome. And, like, yeah. he'll just – you get to that point where you can make the schedule work, I feel like, for mm-hmm. them. Like, where you're just, like, summer's slow for comedy anyways, so he doesn't, like, tour in the summer. And he's home with his kids because they're off of school. Right. And then he's, like – and you just make sure you take off, like, Christmas and stuff like that. But The holidays and yeah. So I think you can, you can make it work. And I've seen comics – Oh, for sure. Make it work, so. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a ton of them, and then there's some that, you know, just go out, and they're like, oh, I'm just away from my kids. It sucks, but I'm away from my yeah. kids. And it's like, well, 
like you just said, you're not trying hard enough to make it work. Yeah, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Just like, so hopefully yeah. I won't disappear, but we'll see. Well, <laughs> even if you're away from your family for like three, three days or something like that, and then you go back and spend four quality days with them. I mean, right. that's probably more than you spend with your kids. Pro- yeah, probably. people with nine to five jobs. Well, too. yeah, because all day, they're in school all day. I'm at work all day. And then, you know, when I was working here, you know, I was doing Thursday nights, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then, oh, wow. you know, things started cutting down. It's Thursday and Saturday. And and then now I'm just to Thursdays. And, you know, with the pandemic, we only having some Thursdays. And it's, you know, been nice to be there with the kids. I mean, you know, there was a lot of nights where I was like, man, I wish I was at home. But, you know. Yeah. You do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. No, everybody tries, just figures out how to make it work. Yeah. You know, and, and just like, you know, the certain holidays that, you know, like you said, Thanksgiving. Well, you know, we're we're close for Thanksgiving, but that day before Thanksgiving, we would always have a two show night with Jay Medicine Hat. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, there's cer- some holidays that, you know, we're op- like New Year's Eve. Like I worked, I think it was like 12 or 13 New, New Year's, Year's Eves in a row. And then I was like, OK, I'm taking this one off. And like I stayed home and. I think Eliza was little Wesley. I don't think Wesley was born yet. And then, uh, and we stayed home and I grilled out some steaks and we watched movies and I was like, Oh, this is nice. And then the next year I was back up at the club again. You're like, it wasn't that nice. I'm (laughs) going back to the club. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's just so different. And you know, so now it's kind of a hit or miss every other, sometimes I'm home, sometimes I'm not, but you know, there's some of those holidays that we have to work. Yeah. Well, even like comedy Valentine's is a big, yeah. So there's rare that I'll be home with my wife for Valentine's or like, oh, yeah. cause that's a big and new year's for me as well. But well, and you say Valentine's, you know, I've, I've worked quite a few Valentine's here and there's one several years ago where uh, I was working, you know, it fell on a Thursday. I didn't think nothing of it. And it was Sarah Colonna. And uh, I don't know if you've worked with her or not or familiar with her, uh, but she's married to John Ryan, who was, uh, who, at the time was the punter for the oh, Seahawks. Okay. And uh, so they were in town and uh, the show got over and they were like, oh, hey, we're going to you know, go out and get something to eat or get a drink. You want to go with us? And I was like, sure, no problem. And so then I called my wife. I was like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with John and Sarah. We're going to go. Drink. Oh, She's no. like, yeah, no problem. And so then uh, we, we go over to Kona. We're sitting there eating and drinking. And then uh, something popped up and we were talking. And then one of them was, I think Jen might have texted me. And she was like, okay, fine. I hope you're having fun ditching me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, and no. I was like, oh, fuck, it is Valentine's <laughs> Day. And I said that to them. And they looked at each other and like, Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? And so, and, but Jen, but she wasn't mad or anything. She was totally messing with oh, me that's and, and still harassing me about it. She's like, "Yo, just dish me on Valentine's Day." Like, it was just another Thursday. It was another work night. You yeah. know, it's, that's a fake holiday, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made up for it the next night. I was like, yeah, "We don't do things on Thursday nights when Valentine's Day is." It's, yeah, I do it on Friday. We do it the weekend. <laughs> There's less people out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's easier to get a table. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, Tommy, yes. uh, we've talked with, uh, so uh, let me, I've got two thoughts. Let me go back to the first one. So do you remember how you came here? Like was, did Rob Little, was he the first one to bring you here or did you come here with somebody else or how, do you remember how you got uh, booked here? Rob Little was the first. Rob was the first. Yeah. One. I met Rob in like 2012 at a club in Milwaukee and then he, uh, started, he was like, oh, I'll, I'll take you on the road. And then uh, I had to audition for Stroop just to get into the Funny Bones uh-huh. because cause he was like, I want to take you. But he was like, well, no, you still got to fly out to Ohio and audition. So mm-hmm. then, then I did, and that went fine. And then Rob started bringing me a bunch of places. And then but after I did this one, then they started bringing me without Rob too, yeah. which was was cool. Yeah. yeah it's cool. We love you. Right? I do. <laughs> I try to do my best. This is one of my favorite clubs, though, for real. Like, like Acme is like uh, – like, because that's like my home like where i started and stuff right. but it, it's just like it's it has similar vibes as well just because the staff's been here forever like it there's just people like mm-hmm. i don't know you know everybody that works here enjoys it and yeah. like and colleen yeah yeah and yeah. just like they treat the comics great it's funny because pete lee said in the last episode said the exact same thing of acme and omaha are the two you know big ones and they've had yeah. a lot and Col- and the managers there have had a lot to do with a lot of the comics that you, you know, that are out now today and, yeah. and you know, but help with that. So it's, yeah, 
and just knowing you can do what you want. Like, I mean, I always want to have a good show, but I don't ever feel like, oh, I'm going to try this. And like, and like they would never be mad if like, what, what, why did you do that one? Like, right. They, like, she, so what were you thinking up there? Yeah. <laughs> trying a new bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, she may harass you if it, yeah. if it sucked, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. she's not going to be mad of, you no. know, well, why, why did you, why, <laughs> what are you trying new stuff out for? We're not yeah. the place to try new stuff. No, yeah. not at all. And I don't mean like brand new. I just mean like rotating. New sure. Jokes in. Sure. But so then, uh, so then you traveled with Rob for quite a while and I know that you've been, you were here with him uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, to actually finally get back to him because I, once I started headlining, he was doing more cruises Mm -hmm. and then I was doing like, like we just, after last comic standing in like 2014, 2015, I didn't work for him as much and I was living in California. So I would have to like fly out to a lot of them and it just didn't make sense to feature for feature pay. Yeah. Fly out as a feature to all these places. Yeah. But it was so fun coming back with him here. And then we do the podcast now. Little tomfoolery. That's what I was going to add. That was your, you, Beat me to my lead-in, yes. so uh, my segue. So, yeah, so now you guys do a podcast, a little tomfoolery. Yeah, and that's been a lot of fun. So And so how did you guys, I mean, I know you guys, I was watching, because uh, you guys did a bunch of stuff, videos, before you even released the episodes, or in, you know, like when you guys were setting up and talking, like, what do we talk about? Blah, oh, blah, yeah. And watching that stuff was kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, and you guys said on there that you had always kind of wanted to do one together, so what, I mean, did the stars just align or did you guys finally just say to hell with it, we're going to do it or yeah. what, what finally brought it together? Well, I mean, it was definitely a pandemic podcast because gotcha. we were like, we got to try to figure out extra income source. And then I just liked it because any weekly podcast too, you're, especially if you're talking with another comedian, like you just can come up with ideas, you're saying funny things like, right. but we both had dry bar specials. So we knew we could kind of grab those fans as well. And like, I was just like, let's just do it it just makes sense the technology exists because he's in florida i'm in minnesota right now right but we can still you can just do them from from anywhere pretty much and then we both know so many comics so now we're booking more guests so nice it's uh and it's fun we and it's uh he had his little tv show that he pitched a little history with rob little but now we do the history segment on the, oh. the podcast which is fun so that was so. a tv show that he pitched yeah, that was a a while ago that he did for the History Channel. He had, uh-huh. was a little history, and he filmed like a pilot for it. Really, and it went pretty far. I don't know what the status is on it now, but well, since you guys are on the podcast, I'm going to say it didn't make yeah. it to air. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Rob might not say that. I'm sure Rob's like, "God, oh, still has uh, yeah. people looking at it We're, or something." It's in development. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I li- yeah, that's a I like that segment. I, yeah. I I really like Dry Bar. That is such a good thing. Yeah, it's been fun, and then that it helped me a lot. And I was on season three, so it was kind of before it like popped. Like it had, I think Kevin Bozeman had done one, but I was on the season with like Andy Woodall, and all of a sudden, like I got like I didn't realize how big it was gonna be, it, but it was pretty sweet. And they they have a lot of the comics that we haven't even had here, so it's it's really cool to see these comics that you know may or may not work in our region. Sure. You know? may work on the West Coast, on the East Coast, but it, it is a really good thing. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So, hmm. And so then uh, your uh, episode, your podcast, and so you guys are on uh, YouTube and... Uh, all, and yep, and where all podcasts are available, Spotify, right. Pandora, Apple. Uh, but it, it's fun. So I, you know, saw you guys posting about it, and so then I hopped on and... It was fun uh, to listen to it because even though you guys are, you know, clear across the state, it felt like I was sitting in a room with you guys talking and just hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's it was uh, it was fun to listen to as a as a listener, as a friend, as you know, just to you know see what you guys are up to and catch up with you. Excellent. And, yeah, I mean it's pretty casual podcast, so I'm glad that's good to hear. That's the feeling that you get yeah. from the a little tomfoolery podcast. But usually it's just me yelling at Rob. So. <laughs> I think he edits those bits out. <laughs> he really does. You know? <laughs> I really should take over the editing. <laughs> yeah, but that's a lot of work. It is. No, I mean, I'm glad he does it. He's that, really good. That's why we don't edit this one. We just, just start let it record and let it fly cuz Yep. Yeah, we don't that's a lot of work. And, you know, when you look at all these other podcasts that are out there, they've got all these editors and they've got a guy that does it for them and all these different camera angles and all this and that. And we're like, that'd be really cool. 
That's why they're successful. <laughs> hey, we're successful in our own right. You work from the ground up. You're That's just, right. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be huge. I mean, for what we are, we're doing pretty damn good. Yeah. A little tomfoolery is a lot like, it's basically the Joe Rogan podcast, but with like a smaller guy and then a bald guy. <laughs> so it's like, if you like the bald Joe Rogan, like you'll get that and yeah. then you'll get uh, uh, a UFC fighter, which is me. Yeah. Uh, a sarcastic UFC fighter. Yep. Just sorry. <laughs> like, I'm going to kick you. Huh? No. <laughs> Am I? Am I? Am oh, I? look at that. Oh, I kicked you. I kicked you. You fell. What'd you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tommy, I have a question for you, kind of to nerd out a little bit. Okay. Marvel or DC? I see. I love Marvel, but I grew up DC. Like, I collected Superman as, like, since I was nine. So, I'm a huge DC fan. Uh, frustrated by the DC movies. Yeah. Uh, but I did, like, the last Suicide Squad movie. But they're just all, seen it yet. all over the place. But, like, uh, but yeah, I appreciate both yeah. for different reasons. Yeah, and then I, I saw on uh, Facebook, I think it was, or it was Instagram. I, I don't know which one it was. Uh, the other day you were out shopping, and you came home with a bunch of action figures. Oh, yeah, that was rad. Uh, but you, you you actually had a goal to go to Ikea to pick up a <laughs> oh, table. <laughs> you saw my wife's comment. <laughs> yes, I did. That yeah. was great. <laughs> Dude, I, I went to Ikea. I did my task there, and then I drove by the Goodwill, because I like to just check it out. And there's literally like these two bags that were each $3 just cram-packed with like 80s and 90s action figures. And so I just picked it up. And my wife works from home, so she was in the other room, and I was like putting them all out on our, <laughs> our living room table and just like took a picture. And I was like, I just found these for $6. And then she commented like, I thought you were going to Ikea. And I was like, I, I did go to Ikea. I got the table. We can put these on the table I got at Ikea. <laughs> Sounds like you could go back to Ikea to get another table. Yeah. She was proud of herself. She 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 knows what a weirdo I am and come home with weird toys all the time. So. <laughs> she likes to collect too. She collects these dorables. Does your kids do any of that? They're uh-huh. like they're like in a box that you open the door and then they're like little Disney figures, like you like mystery figures in them. Huh. So my wife loves those. So whenever I'm at like a Target or Walmart, I grab her box of that. She you gets have, excited. You have a few of those on hand in the stash just in case, you know, she gets mad about she the IKEA mad. table. You'd be I like, should, oh, I, I got don't. you this. I, unfortunately, she always, I, I sh- we just want to open them right when we get them. So <laughs> can't hide any from her. Yeah. Don't, you can't let her find your stash. Otherwise, she'll open them all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's like the best person to give gifts, though, because she loves everything. Like, it's nuts. Like, like easy to buy for her. Yeah. It's, my mom, like, re-gifted. Do you know Mary Mack, the comedian Mary Mack? Mm-mm. She's a Minneapolis comic. She's super funny. She's on the new TV show Solar Opposites, the cartoon. She does okay. a voice for that. Okay. Uh, but she does this comedy meat raffle in Minnesota, and my mom won, like, vegetarian hot dogs. <laughs> vegan, and my wife is vegetarian, and so oh, she perfect. So she just re-gifted them. Like, and, like, but when my wife opened that up, she was like, oh, my gosh, this is so sweet. I was like, you just got a hot dog. Like, <laughs> uh, she didn't care? Yeah, but it also makes it, if you got, get her something really nice, it's like, I was like, you just would have been happy if I got you adorable. He didn't need this, yeah. like, fancy necklace I didn't, I didn't have to spend five hundred dollars <laughs> on this ring i could have got you yeah a you know, box of vegan hot dogs yeah, exactly. and you would have been just as happy it would have been the same reaction <laughs> that's awesome i don't know what's going on today what do you mean? Uh, something in my throat oh no no maybe, maybe it's that air last night did you did you go outside and check out the sky last night no but it's probably my cock in your mouth <laughs> It was all uh, yellow outside last night, and uh, uh, we were talking that it looked like uh, a scene in a every movie where they sh- say that it's in Mexico, how they make the sky look all kind of yellow. Oh, yeah, that's weird. And that's what it kind of looked like out last night. So It, was, it looked scary for a while. It looked like yeah. tornadoes were coming. but. And then we were asking Andres if he felt like he was back at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is that how you notice social distance with your cop? Is it just the six feet? That's impressive that you've been doing this the yes. whole podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> it's awesome. I've learned how to talk with it there. Yeah. I just don't know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere you want. Yes. <laughs> huh. Sean, did you have any other questions? That, uh, I, that there's something else you were going to bring up. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I covered uh, the ones that I... 
Oh, what what is your favorite number between one and four? Oh, uh, probably three. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. you think Kevin's gonna get me on SNL this week? How how he might. how 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 fast should I ask him today when I get here? He's like, by the way, can you call, call Lauren? Do it be, between shows, <laughs> between, between the first and second show. Yeah, I think it's the opportune time. Yeah. Like, hey, w- while we got this break, why don't you give Lauren a call? See if I can. Get yeah, it. just put me on there. Come on. <laughs> you know, he's so. I was telling. Um, we had some regular customers, and I was telling them last night that the way he is on stage is the same way he is off stage. Right. You know, some guys get up on stage, and then they're different, and, and then they, then their personality yeah, is different from when they're doing off stage. Rumba jokes. They're all crazy, and then right. they get off, and they're just boring. They're just, they're just jerks. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and uh, but when you were talking to him last night, and and you were like, "Hey, Kevin, uh, should we?" You know, when we're leaving the stage, when I'm leaving the stage, do you want to shake hands? Do you want to fist bump? What do you want to do? And he goes, well, we should do a fist bump at least. At the minimum, we'll do a fist bump. Maybe a little bit of a hug. Yeah. It, it, it might turn into a little peck, of, uh, peck on the cheek. Yeah. You know, and it's just that's just him. Yeah, his style constantly. And, yeah. And I was like, Kevin, turn it off. Save that for the stage, yeah. man. I was like, yeah, don't waste the jokes on me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, like, I don't know. This is probably like six, seven years ago when I worked with him. And every time he would walk or uh, sell his merch out back, people would just come and throw pot at him. And he's like, no, yeah. I don't want this. I, I don't smoke pot. Oh, from weeds. Yeah. 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 It's That's funny. Yeah. He's like, I don't even smoke pot. He's like, everywhere he's like, everywhere I go, people always try and give me marijuana. But I, I don't smoke. Yeah. That's funny. And, uh, and he would even talk about that on stage. And people would still try and give him pot after the show. I want to be in a movie where I'm like a, a guy that gets a lot of money, and then people are like, "We gotta give this guy money after the show." <laughs> oh, he likes money. Here, let's let him we'll drop a hundred on the. He's table. on the show billions. <laughs> I don't know if that's about money. No, but we need to make one. <laughs> we should talk to Rob. He can pitch it for us. Yes, finally. He has that experience. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I think we've learned a lot about Tommy today, and uh, this is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Uh, so we'll plug it again. Podcast is a little Tom foolery. Yep. That's my podcast. My website, Tommy You can find out when I'll be on tour. I have two albums out on stamp records. Can you get those on like Amazon? Mm-hmm. You get Amazon, Apple. If you have any streaming music service, it's all over. Go listen, push play and go. And, yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy. Enjoy it. Have fun. We love, we love Tommy. We love when he's back. So I'm so excited to be back. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Oh, thanks this for joining great. us. Thank this you, Tommy. We were, we were going to try and get something set up when you were here last time with Rob, but uh, it just didn't work out. You guys were busy doing lots of things, and you guys even recorded an episode of A Little Tomfoolery here on I our stage. Did so. The first live episode was, was, was here, which first is time awesome. In a room together. Yep. So make sure you guys go check that out because uh, it, was, it was fun. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, make sure you check. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for make sure you check us out on all of our socials. Door guys pod. Uh, we got YouTube or we don't have YouTube yet. We're going to work on that. Okay. We have uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, all the Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And uh, email door guys pod at yahoo.com. We're still rocking the Yahoo. Oh, nice. And uh, thanks for listening, Sean. You got anything else to any words of wisdom? Take us out on. Nope. All right. How insightful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. The pictures tell the story. This life had many shades. How to wake up every morning.